Well, welcome everyone to the Simply Biz Besties podcast. We're so happy that you're here. And on today's episode, episode seven, we're talking about routine for business owners. So routine is so important when we have a business and we're going to be talking a little bit why it's so important to have a routine and how this is going to show up in your business is simplicity and flow, which we all want more of. So looking forward to sharing this episode with you. If you're a solo business owner, you know, there can be days when you want to give up and choose an easier path than the roller coaster ride that is entrepreneurship. It's moments like these that I call my biz bestie and we ride the roller coaster together. I'm Shelly, a copywriter and homeschooling mom in Johannesburg, South Africa. And I'm Francesca, a life coach and community manager in Grand Rapids, Michigan in the US. We're two biz besties on opposite sides of the world, running our own independent businesses together. And we'd love to invite you into our biz bestie conversations as we share everything we're learning about running an independent business online. Carry on the conversation we start today in our online community at community.simplybizbesties.com. And for show notes, you can go to simplybizbesties.com. We can't wait to see you in the community. And now let's dive into today's topic. Hey everyone, I'm so excited to be here and talking to the queen of routine, Francesca Waltansky. She has taught me a lot about uh, routine in my business and the importance of routine in business. Because for me, routine has often felt a little bit restrictive. It's often felt a little bit like, oh, I'm not so comfortable with this. It feels like somebody's telling me what to do and that I don't have any choice in the matter. But in actual fact, I have found routine to be a saving grace in my business and in my life. So I'm so excited to chat to you about this, Francesca, and to just invite all our listeners into the conversation. Just a reminder that you can go and continue this conversation in our community. You can go and find that at community.simplybizbesties.com. But I think to kick things off, Let's just ask the obvious question of what is a routine? Can you tell us a little bit about what a routine is and what it looks like for you, Francesca? Yeah, so I always love a good dictionary definition. And so a routine is a sequence of actions regularly followed a fixed program. So if you think about this, this is going to be like your typical morning routine, your typical evening routine. This may be things like brushing your teeth every night before bed. And, and definitely for those of us in America, for a lot of us, it's getting up and drinking coffee in the morning. Not just in America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think there's probably a lot worldwide, but I know that Americans are very tied to their, their coffee. My grandmother was actually British, and so I subscribe a little bit more to tea, but coffee's great too. <laughs> yeah. So, and then as business owners, we will follow certain routines as well. So this might be setting up a profit first system in your business for your budgeting and for paying salaries and bills. This might be a certain day to do client work or a certain day to do content creation. Yeah. Uh, we also might have certain times that we check our email during the day. Or it just completely derails our day, which is what we don't want, right? And and I, I, you you talk to that ideal, like an idea of the ideal calendar, and like sort of having certain days when you do certain certain work, and that's been really helpful for me as a routine. And I've only sort of realised it later and after the fact that it is a routine. But it's really helped me. I only work two days a week and for limited hours at that. So I've had to like go, all right, well, you know, what am I doing in those two days? So one day is client work and one day is working on my own business. And it's almost only recently that my husband pointed out that that was a routine. (laughs) So like these things like are all routines and like even as you say like the more mundane things of life of brushing your teeth and you know um doing things in a certain sequence it's a routine um and i think i think it's so yeah it's it's 
been so helpful for me, even though I have been a little resistant to the concept at times. So now this concept of routine kind of reminds me of habits. It feels like a habit, like say, you know, you brush your teeth, that's almost a habit. But like, what's the difference? Like, what's the difference between a routine and and a habit? Is there a difference? Like, is it important to distinguish between the two? Yeah, so there's not really a big difference. So, I mean, our dictionary says uh, it's a settled or regular tendency or practice, especially one that is hard to give up. So there's not really a huge difference. It's just that habits are so built into our system. Like we're just so used to doing it. It's probably a little bit more on autopilot, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But that's part of what we're going to talk about is how do we create routines that are on autopilot? So we're creating that sense of flow, you know, where it's just easy. Yeah, I think that's been very helpful for us even in doing this podcast of kind of almost having like this standard operating procedure of, you know, doing our outline, recording the podcast, sending it for editing, doing then all the promotion and all of that kind of stuff. We've eventually come to this, as you and I both know, we've come to this routine that now we can just kick into gear every week. It's been so helpful to both of us and to Nicole on our team to actually just flick a switch and we know do these things in this order and and things happen. It's like, yeah, as I say, I've had some resistance to routine, but this routine actually frees up space for like more creative things to happen. Like almost when you can put the mundane things into this nice sequence, make them almost this habit that just happens then there's a lot more space. You're not kind of like running around uh, putting out fires. And I think maybe let's talk about that of like, why is routine so important as business owners? And and feel free to just reflect on the podcast um, kind of production journey as well. Why, Why is routine important for business owners? What are the benefits? One of the things that I love the most about routine is it takes out a lot of the decision making. So mm-hmm. when you know that you have a process for something, you're just not spinning out in mind drama. You're not staying in that place of indecision where, I mean, staying in indecision can just feel super overwhelming. You can have anxiety. You might be spinning out in confusion. And so that's one of my favorite things about routine is it just simplifies the decision-making process so that when you have bigger decisions, it's just easier to make them because you have enough brain power for it, right? <laughs> enough headspace. Yeah. Yes. And then I love, Shelly, how you were just talking about putting out fires. Mm-hmm. Because this is like so easy for so many of us to do. And you alluded to uh, how email emails can derail our days sometimes, which uh, I talk about in Mindful Tech Masterclass. But there's this idea of, you know, you get these emails in your, into your email inbox and, you know, this person wants this for you, this person selling you something, you have all these bills and you like get to the point where you're like, I don't even know where to focus. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we're creating a system where you know what your priorities are and you're operating out of them. Mm. And so life just feels so much better and so much more aligned because you're operating from a place where you're looking ahead and you're creating space for things to go well instead of waiting Mm. until you have all these fires that you have to put out. Mm, I like that. Of like actually anticipating that things are going to go well and that you kind of Got it. Without, you know, I think without trying to predict the future, I mean, like we're obviously going to have to roll with change and that routine doesn't have to be um, constrictive. But at the same time, that routine almost handles the day-to-day stuff so that, they, as you said, then we have the space for, for the bigger decisions, for those decisions that actually require our our headspace. I can imagine that email inbox. Well, I don't have to imagine it's a reality every day. Everything seems like the same level of priority at, at that point. And so, yeah, creating a routine about also like when you check your email and then like how you then prioritize your email. It's just so liberating and 
just gives you so much, so much space again, coming back to that space. I also feel like routine is such a good defense against burnout because we're speaking to solo business owners here mainly. And as the solo business owner, you are the business. And so you need to kind of manage both your personal life and your, your business life. And you've got to take away some of that daily decision making. Cause I, I, I just feel like I get decision fatigue with all these decisions that I'm bombarded with on a day-to-day basis. And by building in routines, I can then make sure that I'm looking after myself and I'm not burning myself out, that there are like these almost non-negotiables that happen in my day. I think that's so very important that those routines are set and that they are that, that you, you do commit to them, that there's space in your schedule for them as well. Okay, so what else do you love about routines, Francesca? I know you could probably talk for hours on this, but what else do you love about routines and why they're so important to business owners? Yes, well, I absolutely love how they're a support system in our lives. And like, let's talk about, for example, a morning and an evening routine, because most people can relate to at least having a morning routine in their personal life. And you can have this in your business as well. But I don't know. I kind of think of like, if each day was a book, then that morning routine is like page one. And the evening routine is the last page of your book. And it just creates these book ends so that there's some sort of like structure to your day. And I work with a lot of creatives. I'm creative myself. And so I know it's important to like have the the ability to be creative in the middle. So like in between the chapter headings, you have the freedom to just, you know, do, do whatever you want to do to be creative and, you know, to have fun, but then you have that support system of like, I know when my day starts, I know when it ends, I'm keeping those healthy boundaries of here's my work day. Here's my, I'm not, I'm not doing any work and I'm, I'm spending time with myself or I'm spending time with my husband or I'm going out with a girlfriend and just being myself. And yeah. there's just something about that, right? That feels so good. That's what I would almost say. It's the, it's the cover and the back end of the book. Like it's that structure that binds the book together. Like I love that metaphor. And then like, then you can actually put the pages together. Otherwise it's a big pile of pages. Your day's just this big pile of pages that's flying around and you actually like, yeah, then that creative space kind of can't happen because there's, there's no structure, but that, yeah, that structure and that supports the physical support, like, like the binding and cover of a book translates into the support that you need in life and, and in business. And I agree. It, it really helps to go, okay, I'm at work now, especially working from home. I'm at work now. I'm working. I'm giving it a hundred percent. And then I'm closing off for the day. And I've heard of also like, like the, the sort of morning routines and evening routines and also like a wind up routine and then a wind down routine. So like yes. ramping up for the workday and then ramping down and like actually communicating to your brain. Okay, we're getting into this now and now we're going down rather than, you know, what I think a lot of us do is sit there, open our emails and then the day gets derailed. I think that makes a lot of sense to me and totally on paper i i do agree with this but i have felt quite a lot of resistance to routine and i you know like i have this like in the four tendencies i'm a rebel and i've got this resistance to routine i think because i feel that it's it's restrictive it feels like it's boring that i've just got to like go through the motions and you know i mean like even the way you use the word routine sometimes it's like you know this is just a like routine checkup or something like that it's <laughs> like something you have to do and like nobody's going to tell me what I that I have to do something <laughs> and so I think I feel this like resistance or tension towards this routine like that certainly has come up for me in the past I think yeah I think I also just feel like routines you can't be creative in a routine you can't like just you know, have a new idea and do a different thing. Uh, it feels quite restrictive to me. So 
Well, all the other rebels out there and even just, you know, people who maybe are, you know, on the other sides of the tendencies, the obliges and the questions and, the, and even the upholders, you know, I think sometimes we feel like routine is, is boring, it's restrictive, it's not creative. What would you say to, to those people? Well, first of all, I would say I totally get it. <laughs> I totally get it. And on the four tendencies, which we'll put a link down in the show notes if you don't know what we're talking about, but I am an upholder on the four tendencies. And so there's a way that you can say, oh, of course she loves routines. And there's ways that I've also felt like, oh, like this is boring. (laughs) Right. And, um, or times where my routines have felt really restrictive. And so I love what you're sharing because I think it's so relatable. I think every one of us can relate to that feeling at times of routine feeling like a street jacket where we can't move. Right. (laughs) And, uh, I hope in this episode that you'll be able to restore your relationship with routine and, and start to fall in love with it because routine can be this really beautiful thing when you make it work for you, when you personalize it. And it's, I don't think it's ever meant to be a straitjacket. You know, we, we've all had times in our lives where, you know, routines were created for us and mm-hmm. they just didn't work for who, who we were and like our personality. And, but the amazing thing is that we can create routines that are custom made for our needs and our desires and our goals and our, our families. That, that is so awesome. The awesome opportunity that we've got as, as solo business owners, but I mean, for everybody, we're we're adults we can choose we can choose to create these routines and as you said like you know I think you know growing up at school that routine was created for you it's like you know you go to this class that class you got to be there by a certain time you can only leave by a certain time and that whole routine was dictated for you and so I'm sure that's where a lot of the feelings of restriction come up but yeah absolutely we've now got an opportunity to create this routine that's custom made for us and i think also like we are both huge fans of like an ideal calendar or a model calendar and i think we've also gone through phases though of going oh this feels too restrictive or kind of beating ourselves up when uh from eight to nine i didn't do this or from nine to ten like i didn't uh, like the other things spilt over or whatever and i think the idea like with those ideal calendars is that really it is ideal. Like it's, it's set up there and it's almost like then giving you that structure, giving you those, you know, that, that binding of a book to then go, okay, wait a minute. Like, am I binding these pages too tight? Am I being unrealistic about what I actually can achieve in a day? You know, and then going to change that, recreate that to suit you and to be more realistic. I think that's where the power is. It's not, it's not like, Oh, checklist. Did I do this? between these hours or that that are the next thing, you know, which as high achievers, I think we can often like, you know, get a little bit judgy on ourselves about this kind of thing. Oh, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you'll agree that it's impossible to run your life without technology, especially if you're a passionate and ambitious business owner. But if you're starting to notice that your phone, your email inbox, and your apps are causing you frustration and anxiety instead of making you more productive, then it's time to tame your tech. We now know that technology has the power to rewire our brains, and I've seen how a detrimental relationship with tech can be a huge obstacle in living a beautiful life. That's why I created the Mindful Tech Masterclass, a one-hour training session that dives deep into the myths about email and tech, why tech is causing us so much anxiety, and how to change your thoughts around tech so that you're in control. I'll also show you how to use mindfulness practices to consistently make mindful tech part of your everyday life. 
In fact, there's a bonus guided visualization audio, mindful tech affirmation cards, and a printable worksheet that you can use for some pen and paper journaling free from your screen. Go to mindfultech.francescawaltanski.com or check the link in the show notes to sign up. You'll be ready to move forward into your beautiful life where your tech works for you, not against you. You know what I want to talk about now? I'd love to talk about it because you have a really cool metaphor around, around layering and comparing routines to like getting dressed in the morning and then layering your outfit to kind of suit the day and suit yourself. I think this is a perfect time to start discussing that because I think that's very helpful also just in terms of, of customization of routines for you, the individual. Tell us about that. Yeah. Well, I love to, I love to tell people to, to create a loose routine. And so you were just talking about how sometimes life just happens, right? And so if we have a model calendar that's too rigid, then we're not going to be successful with it, right? We're going to, you know, try it for three weeks and then we're going to stop. And so the idea of layering is a little bit similar. The idea of layering is like, okay, let's say it's a summer day, which I know it's summer for you. We're going to call it summer. It cannot get hotter than this. And, and here in, in Michigan, it's already gray. It's cool. We've already had the beginnings of some winter temperatures. So what I'm going to wear for a winter season is going to be totally different for a spring season, right? So this is also important to know when you're creating routines because you might feel like, I have no time, which is a mindset that may come up at any season of your life, right? And that's why we have priorities to lean back on. But, you know, if you have small kids, you're going to need a different routine than if you don't have kids at all or if you have kids that are in college. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So if, we, if we're talking about the seasons and our wardrobes, if it is summer or springtime, I'm just going to need a pair of shorts and like a sleeveless shirt. Super simple, really easy. And then maybe it gets cooler at night. So I'm going to put a, a light jacket on. And as the seasons change and you need some more support, then you're going to put on more, right? So i uh, put on a sweater and my long pants and my winter jacket and my gloves. Like, and what you're describing here is like 2020. Like, so 2020 happens and then you're going to need extra supports, <laughs> extra routines. Yes. And this is probably when you might feel most resistance to it, honestly, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because um, when, when you're in stressful circumstances, it can feel a, a lot more like, oh, I don't have time. But this is when it's most important to like, you know, have that warm sweater that you can snuggle up to and feel comfortable when it's winter time. And then when, you know, you're starting to feel good again. You can swap off that heavy sweater for something a little lighter. Mm-hmm. But you've still got those routines, but they're, they, they change according to your needs. And I think that also requires quite a lot of self-awareness of like knowing, all right, yeah, I'm going to have to, and I think this year we've, a lot of us have said, I need to lean into self-care, even though there is that resistance. I, I need to lean into those self-care routines because with all the stress, with all the uncertainty, those routines are what is certain. That is, yeah, like that comfy sweater that you can actually rely on. Even though, like, if my, I, and I can just imagine the kids like, no, mom, I don't need a sweater. And then they actually go outside and they're like, okay, yeah, I maybe do. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I think, I think that's, you, you kind of don't, don't want to learn it the hard way. Like, yeah, so to have those, almost to have those routines that you can fall back on and know that, okay, all right, like this year, like one of my little self-care routines is, is having a candlelight bath. Like I think a lot of people now know this about me because I love it so much. And because it's also so simple, I can just, at the end of the day, it's like put on some candles, switch off the lights in the bathroom and, and run myself in a nice hot bath. And like, for me, that's, it's, I can imagine that would be like a little, 
a beautiful sweater, like a nice, in fact, a comfy sweater that I could just layer on, mm-hmm. that I could just kick in. I could press the button of that routine and like, boom, candlelight bath. And like, I like to actually switch off the light, put the candles on, walk out and walk in to this like dark and kind of like, you know, romantically lit kind of room. And that's kind of a whole little routine that I, that I go through. I don't do that every night, but like I would say, it's almost is in those times when I'm starting to feel a little bit more stressed or the day's been like quite, quite busy. And then I can go, yeah, it's a, it's a candlelight bath tonight. And I can't tell you like when I do that because I'm a rebel, <laughs> but you know, what's quite cool is that I thought about, I, I thought about it beforehand. I almost, I have that sweater in my closet and like I can pull it out when I need it. So I've, I've thought about that routine. I've got it queued up when I'm not stressed, you know, I've thought about it when I'm not stressed so that when I am stressed, I'm not like sitting there going, how am I going to calm down? Like, how am I, you know, how am I going to deal with this? How am I, you know, I feel so tired. I feel so cranky because at that point you're not going to make good decisions, but you must decide beforehand. And it's just a routine that you kick into gear and it just happens. Yeah, exactly. Um, capsule closets. I think I'm, I'm saying that right. have become really popular and whether you have a capsule closet or not, all of us have those pieces in our wardrobe that we just absolutely love, right? Mm-hmm. And we know they're always there. They may be like a, a signature piece, but we can always accessorize and change out different things, right? Maybe it's how I do my hair. Maybe it's the earrings that I'm wearing. So I love that it gives you that structure, like you're saying of, I was intentional about it. I thought about it before. And so I know I have that comfort to lean back on. And I can't tell you when I do it because I, I move it around. That, that's the loose routine. Like it's that's um, the loose routine. Mm, it's very, it's, it, it feels like a rhythm. Like I love the word rhythm sometimes. And in my resistance to routine, I've often gravitated towards the word rhythm. Cause like rhythm to me just feels like this flow, like something, one thing happening after the other. And we just go with the flow in an intentional way. Uh, but rather than this routine that almost I feel like is time-based, which is not actually but I feel in my mind, like routine is like a timetable at school of like when you change classes and it's bell ringing and you know, it's all very, <laughs> and now I know it's not, but I like, I like the idea of, of a rhythm as well. That's that then it's just like one thing happens after the other and this is this, this flow to it. Just also coming back to your, your metaphor, what you haven't talked about, you talked about all the, you know, you can have the the seasonal stuff, you can have the pieces of flair that then are like just about you and what suits you is your rhythm. And then of course you gotta have your underwear. <laughs> like you gotta have oh. routines that yep. you can't do without. Well, <laughs> let's not get into like whether people are wearing underwear or not, but <laughs> there's gotta be the basic routines, right? The, the ones that you can kind of build off of. So what are, the, what are those basic routines? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess we can talk about personal, we can talk about business, but basic routines can be like brushing your teeth yeah, or getting dressed in the morning. But if we go a little deeper, I would say that, you know, it's going to be different for every person, but I like to write down a list of self-care activities that I know are going to support me for my personality and what I love to do. And so having just that list is really helpful. And you can have this for your business too. Maybe it's every time you work on creative work, you really love to have music in the background. I mean, maybe there's a certain genre that you even like, but just having some of those supportive things, I mean, in your business, you're probably going to want to have a budget and you're probably going to want to have some workflows, probably going to want to have some kind of loose schedule. I'd have to say that when you're first starting out, you may try and look for other entrepreneurs and what their model calendar is, and you probably will find it won't work for you. Yeah. Because you are not at a point yet where you know, like what your style is, how you enjoy enrolling clients, because there's a million different ways you can do it. And you're not going to know how much time it's going to take you. And so sometimes it's just okay, my routine is 
I, I get up at a certain time and I start my day at 9 a.m. And I put a candle on my desk and I light that candle and I, you know, pour myself a cup of coffee. So that's like almost like your like bare minimum. Like that's what I'm going to do every day as an example of like, yeah. so that's like yeah. in, in the clothing analogy of like, that's the, that's the, the underwear. And like from there, I can layer on other things. I can make this small my own and make this suit me and actually discover what suits me and then what the season is. Yeah. I would probably say I'm going to make it simple for like the putting on the underwear. <laughs> it's like the wind up and wind down routine. Having those bookmark ends. Here's where I start. Here's where I end. And hopefully at least one break in the middle of your day, right? So for people who just getting started, I think that is those bookends or maybe maybe a good place to start, right? The like wind up the kind of morning routine. And, you know, maybe it's also like your practical morning routine, but maybe just starting with some kind of wind up of like, okay, what's going to wind you into the day? And then what's going to signal this is the end of the day and we're closing off and then, you know, trigger that routine. I like that. Like that feels very doable for me. And then yes. And then within the day, one of, um, one of my other biz besties, Rowena Mabbitt, she talks about anchor points, having anchor points in your day. And like, for me, that, that is really helpful because it's, it doesn't have to be a specific time, but it can be these points that just punctuate the day and make it like, if you were to use your book analogy, it's not just like this big book or this big pile of paper that needs to be bound and sorted out. It's actually got chapter markers and it's got these points where we can then start triggering routines that happen at those different anchor points. That, that's been a helpful metaphor for me in incorporating more routine into my day. You mentioned now things like lighting a candle and like, you know, having this ramp up and often routine will involve like a meditation or a yoga sequence or these, these kind of more, let's say spiritual, like sacred things. So to me, that's a, that's a ritual and a ritual is an example of a routine. But how's it different to a routine? And, and can you maybe give us some examples of rituals and rituals that you like to follow? Well, first of all, I know we've talked about like baths and candles and those are all great, like meditations. I love them. However, I also know that a lot of people will kind of get stuck there and say, you know, that's just not for me, which is totally okay. Um, when we're talking about routines, like, this needs to be personalized for you. So if you like to wake up in the morning and play Minecraft for half an hour and then start your work day, awesome, great. Like yeah. make sure that it's, if you don't like candles, <laughs> you don't need to use them. Yeah, so as far as rituals go, I like to think of them as like they're your special routine. So they have a sacredness to them. You were talking earlier about non-negotiables. And so these are those kind of non-negotiables that have that kind of like feeling of holiness to them, not to be like sacrilegious or anything, but you, you just, there's an honor that you give them, right? Mm -hmm. So you probably don't care that much about brushing your teeth every night. You just know it's good for you, mm -hmm. right? That, I would not say that that's a ritual. Now, you know, maybe some people out there may get into it. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, it's the, it's the special routine. Let me give you an example in my personal life. One of my sacred rituals is I love to wind down my day with a time where I am in my bedroom I am away from the busyness of the day and I'm journaling or I'm, I'm reading a book. I'm listening to music. That is like one of my special routines. I'm hearing also that it's like quite sensory, like, like there's the music and you're also away from your, your desk. So the, the visual, it's like your bedroom. So it's like the sanctuary that, and yeah, you, you said the word holiness. And like, I think I, I remember the word holiness being meaning set apart. It's like... So this is set apart. It's taking you away from maybe what is the grind, what is like the kind of actual mundaneness of life and doing something special, like actually triggering something that's 
set apart and special for you and that energizes you maybe is also key to these kinds of rituals for sure yeah i think a lot of this idea was inspired by my grandmother and i remember growing up she would tell me how my bedroom was like a sanctuary Mm -hmm. and that it was my space even now that I'm married, like there's still that feel to it. It's like, this is our space, Mm -hmm. right? That is set apart. You know, there's just things that we don't allow in this part of the house that like, that are fine in other parts of the house, Uh which goes back to that, you know, it's set apart. There's, Mm. yeah, that specialness, right? Yeah. I love that. And that you can then like, actually, I think also just all this, the sensory stimulus around you then triggers your brain into like going like in your case, it's the end of the workday. It's time to now unwind. Um, also to like then eventually like start getting ready for sleep. So then yeah, it's got so much benefit to self-care to, you know, avoiding burnout or anxiety and all these terrible things that, that we can do if we, if we don't have these anchor points, these routines that we can kick in. Hey, Shelly here. And I've got an announcement for those of you who've got an amazing digital product on your computer or in your brain, but you're getting confused about how you're going to sell and deliver it to your customers. And let's be honest, you're reluctant to spend hundreds of dollars a month on fancy platforms that you just don't need right now. You're a Simply Biz Bestie, so I know you're looking for the simplest way to get your product out into the market. You need a superhero to save the day. Yes, a sales page superhero. Now, I developed Sales Page Superhero after writing and designing a countless number of sales pages for my clients and for myself. And in the process, I've come up with a plug and play sales page formula that I know works every time. And my favorite tool for building a quick and simple sales page is probably the best kept secret in the online world, Card. Card is a joy to use and is almost ridiculously inexpensive. I'm talking $19 a year or $49 a year for their premium plan. When you purchase Sales Page Superhero, you'll get comprehensive training videos on sales page copywriting, DIY web design in card, payment setup, and delivering your products to your customers. This superhero really packs a value punch. And to make things even more simple for you, I've developed a sales page template in card that I'll send along to you after you purchase. All you need to do is plug in your information using the copywriting prompts in the templates and boom, your sales page will be ready to fly. Sales Page Superhero is also a great option for service providers like coaches, health and wellness professionals, and freelancers to sell their signature packages. Now, for a limited time, you can get the Sales Page Superhero training bundle and templates for just $49. But that price will be going up at the end of November 2020. So sign up today at salespageSuperhero.ShellySmithCreative.com or you can find that link in the show notes. I want to talk a little bit about, about flow because I think that's, ironically, it's always been something that I've been desiring and but yet I've resisted routine <laughs> and <laughs> but I wanted flow. And I, I feel like, you know, I'm starting to achieve that flow in, in a lot of areas of my life now because I have actually embraced routine. <laughs> Who would have thought? And I think for many CEOs out there, like I think if we also bring it back to business now, is that getting into that like CEO flow, that flow of you as a business owner, actually doing things and running things your way. And as you do that, you kind of coming up with these like standard operating procedures, these processes, these systems that you can kind of trigger or routines that you can trigger. But in doing that, and this is what we found on the podcast, like with our podcast uh, process flow, is that when you, when you do that, you can get into that CEO flow and that routine then creates that spaciousness 
for creativity to happen. So the mundane gets handled. It triggers into this flow of one wave to the next, you know, and then there's, there's more space for, for creativity. So you just talked to us about flow and the importance of flow and how routines can lead to flow. Yeah, of course. Well, I work, like I said, with a lot of creatives and a lot of visionaries and I absolutely love them. And I have those parts to myself as well. And I'll speak to it from, from, I guess, the ways that I have struggled sometimes as a visionary. It's kind of like, I don't know, like, I think of a squirrel who, like, you know, they see something and they're like, oh, that's a great idea. And so they go after it. And then they, like, like get distracted and they're like, oh, there's another idea. And there's just no focus, right? Which is where some of the overwhelm starts coming yep. in. And... As visionaries, like, we don't want to be the squirrel. We want to celebrate our ideas. Like, one of the greatest things about visionaries is they're able to create beautiful things, come up with new ideas that are inspiring, that can change society for the better, right? Like, it gets out of the traditional, which there is such an important place for that. And we also don't want to be the squirrel that's like overwhelmed and all over the place. How can you experience flow if you're in that place of all, all over the place, right? And a lot of creatives will come to me and they're like, well, I like being messy. Great. Awesome. I love that you like being messy. And like you were saying, there needs to be like some boundary lines because I don't know about you, Shelly, but when I get creative, let's say I'm, I don't know, doing an art project, I'll have stuff laid out all over the floor. <laughs> <laughs> However, before I have that creative process, the rest of my home needs to have some sort of cleanliness to it. And the floor probably needs to be vacuumed. <laughs> Otherwise, I just don't feel safe enough to be creative. Yeah. I got an image of like, so flow, like water, I think water and flow. And it's like, you know, we've got a wonderful swimming pool here and we can swim in that, but it needs a container. <laughs> like that amount of water, if we just had to throw it on out there, it would be no use to anybody. No one could actually enjoy that. Or, or it's like channeling a river, you know, like without those banks of the river, that water's just going to flood. It's going to go all over the show. Um, but the banks of the river, keep it contained and you, then you can actually get power, energy, all those great things, creativity, when you've got those routines um, in place. Then I think, you know, you can achieve that flow. You can achieve those processes that then just happen. I think for me also, for you, like I've, I've had to be quite intentional about then like writing down those processes so that I kind of don't have to think about them again. So I'm again going to come back to our podcast process flow. And you actually then went and summarized, okay, this is the flow. This is where it all starts. And it kind of flows from one point to the next. And we kind of just had a list of 13 things. I think it was 13 that we could kind of, key in and like boom executes and and the whole the whole thing can can just happen but i think as creatives we maybe also need to be quite intentional about just yeah like um maybe documenting our, our genius you mentioned writing down earlier and before we started recording you said to me shelly i don't know how you operate and i said i don't know either <laughs> and i think that is certainly something I don't think it's 100% true at all, but I, I do need to like just write down some of the things into like standard operating procedures. And if I think about, like you mentioned profit first, that is something that I've totally got nailed at the end of each month. I look at the money I've got in my accounts and then I go and allocate it at four different bank accounts. And that's something I'll pull up. I've got an air table that's got all the percentages all split and everything like that. And I'm not a money person. I don't like dealing with money, accounting, bookkeeping. I don't like that. But having it all there in the air table, it's just like, boom, boom, boom. I just key in one amount, it splits it up for me. And then I go and do, do that on my banking app. So that is an example of like where this kind of flow happens 
And it kind of like, there needs to be a little bit of boringness to start with, set up the routine, but then after that, it happens. You don't have to keep thinking about it. So I think definitely for those of you who, you know, don't enjoy certain aspects of your business, because as a solo business owner, you are going to have to do the whole gambit of business ownership. And so there are going to be things that you don't enjoy. There are going to be mundane things that you, that you don't want to do. But putting together that like, kind of standard operating procedure that you can just execute and follow well, it makes the whole thing quicker, easier, simpler. We're all about simple, aren't we? <laughs> yes, all about simple. And I just, oh my goodness, when you're talking about like a river <laughs> that has those banks that keep it, like it gives it its power. And so when you're thinking about like, for example, for you, Shelly, you're your routine with finances. You said, I don't really like finances, but like we think about, well, what does that give you having that routine? I would guess it gives you peace of mind, right? You know that your financial health is going to be taken care of. Mm -hmm. And I also can know like this job, which could have taken me long if I'm like almost recalculating every month and like redoing it every month, I probably won't do it as well. And then I'm going to have to play catch up the next month and correct things. And like, you know, and then I'm like, oh, that feels heavy. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so this, it, it also just, it feels easy to me. It, I just think about it and I'm like, all right, I can just, just do it. And it's going to take me like, you know, maybe 10 minutes at most. I think that's encouragement for also the other rebels out there. Start implementing these routines, and but also creating the routines. Maybe you can see it as like, I'm a creator and I'm creating routines so that I then have so much more spaciousness to do the cool stuff, you know, the visionary stuff, the creative stuff. If I can kind of get the mundane stuff into a bit more of a routine, I think that would be... That would be my encouragement to people out there. But what else would you like to leave our listeners with today, Francesca? And maybe you can also just summarize some of the key takeaways that you'd like people to move off with today. Sure. Well, I want to point to something that you just started talking about is that routines and rituals have given you more spaciousness in your life. And a lot of times we feel like a routine is going to be like that street jacket. So like we just resist it and like push it away and say, I'm never going to be like that. But when we have a really healthy relationship with routine, it's like that really powerful river, right? That has the banks, but like it's free to flow and that's like the ideal. That's when you, when you have a healthy relationship with routine, like that's what it's supposed to feel like. And I love to encourage people to have routines that are going to support your life and your business so that you have more spaciousness in your schedule, in your home, in your brain. (laughs) Um, You know, where, like you said, you're able to be that CEO. And I think that is the biggest sum up of like, if you're creative, if you're a rebel, you can create routines that help you to thrive, that help you to be more creative, to help you to be more focused and like give that powerful punch. That's why I get so excited about it. Yeah. that And that's individualization that like building routines that like feel good to you. We totally can do that. We're not at school anymore. You know, these routines can be entirely our own. So I loved what you said and using, you know, that clothing layering metaphor of, you know, bringing in the pieces that that you love and that make you feel comfortable or that maybe, you know, maybe feel sophisticated at at that particular time or, you know, like you can choose the pieces that suit your personality and, it's exactly the same with routine of choosing routines that suit you, your family, your business. It's all up to you. You can make it yours, which is so exciting. Yes, it's so exciting. And we, we've talked about this a lot in the last couple of episodes, like experimentation, but it's really all about making your life and your business more fun. Yes. Sounds so counterintuitive. You'd be like, why do a routine to have more fun? Because a routine that creates freedom in your life to be able to thrive. 
I love it. I love it so much. And I think I'm going to, um, yeah, just go and do a little bit of a, a revisit of, of my routines. But I think it's, it's been so great getting your input today, Francesca. And I think for those of you listening out there, you can hear how passionate Francesca is about helping her clients to create routines that serve them, that are totally their style and that are going to create that space for them to thrive. So if you are interested in exploring working with Francesca in her life coaching offers, then book a call with her. The details will be in the show notes and you can have a no obligation call chat about like what your goals are, like your routines that you'd like to implement. I can highly recommend Francesca as a life coach. So the details will be there in the show notes. You can also go, as always, go and follow us on Instagram, go and join the Simply Biz Besties community on Facebook and go and visit simplybizbesties.com to see the websites and get the show notes and get all the info about all of our episodes and subscribe. And then of course, what else do we want people to do, Francesca? Please leave us a review. We would be so appreciative to you because uh, we're so passionate about what we're sharing. We really want to see business owners thrive. And so any way that we can get those reviews, to get the word out, uh, to share more, to have more business owners that are really just loving their life and loving their business. We would so appreciate it. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us on the show. And uh, thanks for the chat, Francesca, as always. It's been, it's been a blast. And I will see you next week for another episode of Simply Biz Besties. Yes, absolutely. And Shelly, where can people find you? At Shelly Smith Creative on Instagram. ShellySmithCreative.com is my website. If you are interested in copywriting and if you are interested in designing a sales page either for yourself or having me design your sales page for you, you can find all the details there. Uh, there's also details in the show notes about my course sales page superhero, which will teach you exactly how to put together a super sales page for yourself. Copywriting and tech tips all included. So go and have a look there in the show notes. And Francesca, tell us where can people find you? Yeah, so I love to hang out on Instagram. So you can find me at Francesca Waltansky, or you can go to my website, francescawaltansky.com. And then we'll have in the show notes about my Mindful Tech Masterclass. And thank you guys so much. We've loved this episode. We loved hanging out with you. And we're so excited to have another episode next week. So stay tuned and please share with us in our community how business is going for you and how routines are helping you to thrive. We'll see you next week. Bye everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope what we've shared has made you feel supported by a whole Biz Bestie circle. And that you feel like life as a business owner can be a whole lot simpler with the perspective of a Biz Bestie. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd also love it if you'd share the Simply Biz Besties show with your Biz Besties by sending them a link through your podcast player or sending them to simplybizbesties.com. And we'll do a happy dance if you'd leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts. This helps us to reach more Biz Besties around the world. And just to remind you, the conversation has just begun. So head on over to community.simplybizbesties.com and let us know your thoughts, aha moments, or questions about what we talked about in the show. For show notes, go to simplybizbesties.com. Sending you a sparkling heart emoji and a virtual high five. See you next time. And here's a hug gift from me. Signing off. Simply your biz besties.